Welcome to Grown and Sexy Sisters Talk. This is real conversation for real women about real life. I'm your host, Nisi Gale, and I have a special treat for you today. Today, I'm hosting the very first episode of Grown and Sexy Sisters Talk, Nights at the Roundtable. During the Roundtable series, I will be chatting live with a set of my grown and sexy sister friends. Each episode, we'll talk about current situations or topics that are important for improving our women's overall health and well-being. In this first episode of Nights at the Roundtable, we're discussing the recent drama with the R. Kelly situation and how it's caused a ripple effect of issues in our community, as well as ways we can prevent something like this from happening to the women and young girls in our lives. So sit back, relax, and enjoy episode number one of Nights at the Roundtable. Much love, be blessed, and stay grown and sexy, sisters. We'll speak soon. Welcome. This is Grown and Sexy Sisters Talk. This is real conversation for real women about real life. And tonight we're doing something super special. We're starting our first roundtable conversation. Yay! Yay. Clap it up for roundtable. Yes. So we got all the grown and sexy sisters in the house. We may or may not may or may not want to use names. I'm not sure. <laughs> we may or may not. Feel free to use names. I'm not going to go around the table and be like, introduce yourself. So, but I'm so glad that the ladies could join um, me here. This is going to be the first episode of our nights at the round table. Yes, that was a cute little play on words. I came up with that myself. So, so glad that you guys can join me. And today we want to talk about. Well, first of all, we know that there was this huge controversy about the R. Kelly thing. And, of course, that's been talked about into the ground. However, um, some other things came up when we started to have that conversation. And it was alarming to me and concerning. And because I like to bring um, conversations to the table that normally aren't talked about, this is why we're here. We're here to just discuss and debrief and really have a good conversation about how we can prevent these kinds of things from happening in the future. So we're not just going to talk about the R. Kelly thing, because we all have our opinions about it, right? And so before this, look, before we even started recording, we was in here bickering about it. Before, and I'm like, wait, ladies, well, we were said, bickering. We were just discussing. Discussing. We were just discussing. 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 And I'm like, ladies, let's save it for the video. Let's save it for the podcast. The save it for the round table. But yeah, so definitely, um, one thing I did want to point out, I have ladies from all walks of life here. I have some educators here. I have a psychologist, a teaching psychologist here, because we really want to get into the meat of this. And we want to not only talk about what happened, but we want to understand the why behind it and how we can prevent it from happening again. So thank you guys for coming out. I've got ladies who have women in their family and who have daughters and different things like that. So there's a whole bunch of us and we're just going to get into it. Okay, so now... Let's talk about, okay, of course I said we're not going to talk about him specifically, but I feel so, I feel so, I feel so strongly about this. So for, for any of you, hold on, so for any of you who are friends on Facebook, okay, so I, I don't usually go back and forth about stuff on Facebook because, I mean, you can really be there for a long time and you can lose a lot of friends, right? You can lose a lot of friends, which is exactly what happened. Because we started going back and forth. Obviously, I watched the documentary, which was had me literally in tears. Like, I couldn't, like, stop crying because it was so, it affected me so much to see the women who had gone through this and the young girls and the families and 
So we all have our opinions. I see everybody like, oh, <laughs> they'll give opinions in a minute. However, I really want to talk about why. Why did this happen? We we saw him and we saw they tried to show us his background and the things that had happened to him in his past as a young child and the abuse that he suffered. And so they tried to give us a little bit mm-hmm. of the why. Um, I love the fact that they had psychologists on there, right? Because they had to kind of break it down for us too because as a community of people, as black people, we don't normally do the psychology thing, right? So this is, a, this is something that uh, Dr. Tanya and I have already talked about on the podcast and it's about, you know, we as a community, we don't, it's a hush-hush thing, right? It's something we don't talk about. We brush it under the table. However, that was six hours of us seeing what happens when we brush this kind of stuff under the table, right? right? And so when people started getting into it on Facebook, it had somebody I used to work with, and she was saying, oh, well, I can understand because when I was 14, I was fast, and I was involved with the older man when I was 14, but it was because I was fast, and da-da-da-da. And I started to think about, well, okay, well, it makes sense how promiscuous she was as an adult when I was working with her. And and then she started to go, well, if you want to hold people accountable for things that happened a long time ago, then we got to go back to slavery days. And da, da, da. and I was like, where's the unfriend button? Just, just, I can't do this with you. Oh, my God. I can't do Well, it happened so long ago and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what don't you understand? Sex with an underage person is a crime. Period. There's nothing else that now that's my opinion, okay? However, that's the law too, right? Am right. I is it just me or is it not it law? Sometimes doesn't make any difference, different, right? Okay. So Twenty years yeah. ago and So now, let's talk about it. Oh, and, let's it, talk. and it's illegal. It is illegal. Right. It, it is illegal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Period. So why are so many people defending it? That's a good question. I think the question causes him. I don't know. Let's talk about it. I think I think some of them are defending it because of some of the things that they carry. Mm -hmm. So for someone, I hadn't thought about that. So for someone to, for the person that you're talking about, for them to say that. You know, she was with a 21-year-old she when she was, was 14. Older. Right. Then, is she really telling her the, her full truth? That Was she molested as a child, mm-hmm. which caused her to be promiscuous at 14 and to seek out older men? Okay. Um. So, that's like a whole different that's thing. That's a good perspective. You know? Yeah. So. so, because you guys seen, like, a lot of women came out. And even, okay, so let's go back. Okay, because I'm going to say... We knew a long time ago there was something going on with R. Kelly. Okay, we've all we've all known this for quite some time. It's not new news. It's not new news, right? And he told you. And he told us when he was making his. Movie, he told you, right? And with what mother, what Mama Maya said, when people tell you who they are, believe the when the first time. The first time. Okay. Okay. So I want to talk about that because the reality is I'm guilty too. I still kept listening to the music after the first time that all this stuff came out and the Aaliyah stuff and all that. We were like, okay, was it true? Was it not true? We kind of leaned on the side of, okay, well, maybe it's not true. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Because nobody, well, I think nobody knew right? it was as bad as it was. Okay. I'm not on Facebook, so I mm-hmm. haven't had the opportunity to talk to anybody who has tried to defend him, which right. I can't even 
figure out what I would say to someone who would say that because it sounds so ridiculous. Right. Right. So in the right. example, I guess if you were a young person, 14 or 15, sleeping with someone older, you're thinking, well, I didn't do anything wrong and he didn't do anything wrong for that one situation. But right. I don't know how you can look at everything he's done mm-hmm. and not put some blame on him. And like, mm-hmm. same thing, I think all of us, yeah, he's a pervert, he's kind of a weirdo and everybody knew, but I don't think anybody knew well, the extent, re- the extent of it. Yes. I mean, yeah. other than the people who were around him. Because I remember watching that like, oh my good, like, this is crazy. This is deep. I, it was yeah. not as bad as, right. I didn't think it was bad. Because, I right. mean, Folks were just covering up for him left and right, right and he beat yeah. this charge, he beat that charge. Right. He beat, I mean, he was just, I mean, he has skated for years and years yeah. and years. And I think that's the big thing, what you said, is that, you know, in our community, mm-hmm. we we are all, we don't always think that things are as bad as they really are, mm-hmm. you know? And so it gets, you said brush under the table, I say swept under the rug. Right. Mm-hmm. And then things get so piled up that mm-hmm. you, can't walk for tripping over all mm-hmm. of the bullshit mm-hmm. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. That, that we just yeah. went under the rug as as a, as a people. Mm-hmm. Like, our rugs are mountains mm-hmm. in a lot of mm-hmm. households, a lot of community, you know, in our community, a lot of churches, and mm-hmm. they got they got mountains. Mm-hmm. It's almost like money and power, you know, the, uh, the yes. amount of money that he was he producing and power, that was more important than the girl, young girls who were getting hurt, because he was like, was he the king of R&B or what, you know, up there? Right. Um, the pod parts. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, the he pod was part. So the people right. just, that's what folks <laughs> were focusing on. Right. Well, not think, what he was doing. One of the things with us culturally is that we tend not to want to uh, correct or knock down mm-hmm. people that mm-hmm. we feel like have made it. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the yeah. themes that I kind of yeah, saw yeah. through a lot of the documentary was... Right. That people are like, oh, you know, this kid from, mm-hmm. you know, the south side of Chicago, nobody right. thought would make it, nobody thought would ever be, mm-hmm. you know, this big R&B singer now has made it. And so I think for even a lot of the people that were in his mm-hmm. camp, it was like, oh, no, right. you can't. Like, mm-hmm. he's finally mm-hmm. made it. So one exactly. of us right. made it. Right. Like, right. So we can't be, be, be the one. Right. 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 He can't be the one to knock that person down. And I think mm-hmm. you see it a lot mm-hmm. um, for a lot of celebrities mm-hmm. that have done various things. It takes us a long time mm-hmm. as people mm-hmm. to all of a sudden really, you know, take back the curtain and see that, oh, they really are, you know, this person. Mm-hmm. They really are have done these things mm-hmm. because we just don't want to see it because I think it's one of us and we have a hard time mm-hmm. holding them accountable mm-hmm. for the things because of our struggle, you know, and that mm-hmm. quote, making it and mm-hmm. wanting to, you know, be a certain thing. Right. Because then you also mm-hmm. saw people saying, well... He's a brother, and they ain't trying to take him down because mm-hmm. yeah. he's a brother. Did you right. see yeah. that comment? Yeah. Have you heard for that? years? That's what it's been is that mm-hmm. someone behind the scenes, some person, you know, was trying to take him down, and so you know, it was defended mm-hmm. in, right. in many ways. Mm-hmm. I have a question. So, how much do you think those in his inner circle really knew? They knew. I think they knew it all. A lot. Yeah, I think they knew it all. 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 Um, at times he would have like a bed in the middle of the yeah. studio yeah. and various girls would come mm-hmm. and so even other you know uh, celebrities are coming out now mm-hmm. to say oh well yeah I saw certain things mm-hmm. or you know one time we did some music together and you know I said something because I thought it was a bit much mm-hmm. but then you know obviously you didn't say enough 
Right. Um, and then it's like, well, I just didn't do music with him anymore. I just didn't, you know, mm-hmm. come around anymore, that type of thing. So, right. yeah, I think in the music industry, the majority of the people around him really knew what was going on, but no, they that's just I, chose yeah. to that's turn the blind eye I don't, I don't or to assist not. with it even. Because mm-hmm. I don't even think it was just turning the blind eye, but it right. was really assisting with mm-hmm. it. Helping mm-hmm. with getting these girls in and out, right. and all of this stuff. So it goes that's back little... to piggybacking on power mm-hmm. and finances. Mm-hmm. Finances and power came into play with this whole chapter mm-hmm. because they were on his payroll. They didn't want to say much because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they, they didn't want to lose their job. They didn't want to lose their job. They didn't want to bring him down at that time because mm-hmm. he was hot at that time. Right. So we go back. Actually, if we fast forward to now. He's not as hot as he used to be, mm-hmm. and now everything has crumbled. Mm-hmm. So because it's crumbled, everybody want to go back into, well, he did this at this point. Now they want to speak about what could have occurred right. in his past. What they thought they, they saw. They thought they saw. Okay. They probably know now that they'll have many people to back them up. Mm-hmm. Like, no one wants to be the first person to go against mm-hmm. R. Kelly and then right. no else and where are you going to work. But now... They just have to say one thing, and I bet everybody will jump everybody on it. I think yeah. it's just more, too, like a sense of social accountability with things. Mm-hmm. Like, because with this instance, you won't even talk about Bill Cosby, that's another thing. And then, like, even right. like the Me Too stuff with everybody, right. everything that's right. going on. So mm-hmm. I think people are just hopefully waking up and just saying, like, mm-hmm. okay, we're not going to tolerate this. Right. Oh, my sister went through this. Oh, my mother went through this. And mm-hmm. this is. Like enough is enough. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a lot of people getting their voice and wanting, being okay to speak their truth and um, just being able to elaborate and stick up for themselves and then having that support because they know people are going to stand up behind them too. Mm-hmm. See, I don't think those girls have been able to stand up and speak their truth. They, mm-hmm. They've been exploited yet again mm-hmm. uh, with being dug up and drug through the mud having to relive their story again or just relive it and tell someone and no one has really advocated for those those young women mm-hmm. um, which is sad mm-hmm. I never watched the R. Kelly um, thing we'll never watch it um, I just know what I you know saw on Facebook right. or whatever mm-hmm. and it's just so much energy behind it, and mm-hmm. it was just so big and so powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for the wrong reasons, personally. Um, I don't think, you know, that the focus should be on R. Kelly. It should be on those all of the girls, all right. of the young women mm-hmm. that he, you know, abused in whatever way. Who's doing something for them? Who's looking out for them? They're not a part of the Me Too movement because they mm-hmm. haven't gotten a chance to say, Me Too, this mm-hmm. happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then they were kids. So mm-hmm. does the Me Too movement help for children? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Would you want to say something? You can come back to the Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, uh, and uh, you must have looked at my little notes because I my didn't, and I can't say question, <laughs> question, question number two. Thank you for the segue. Question number two was about blaming the victims. Right? Because we saw a lot of that. We saw a lot of, well, she should have known. She should have known. She shouldn't have went. They should have known. The parents should have known. This one should have known. That. 
However, I blame the parents. Yeah. You don't blame someone who's young. 14 okay. and 15, you never, you blame the adults. So mm-hmm. you blame R. Kelly and you blame the parents mm-hmm. who fed their daughter to R. Kelly because in hopes of R. Kelly making them a star. Okay, all right. Go ahead. <laughs> we want you to say what you're going to say right. before you forget, girl. Okay, so first of all, let me just make this really clear. I think that th- this this situation is so big that there is enough blame mm-hmm. to go around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody uh-huh. can true. get their peace. Yeah, and even if it's it a piece for everybody, it's a piece for everybody. So the girls, you the young girls, girls and, no, not and, the and girls. Let me just no. say this: I'm not going to say that they are not 100. That that they that they have don't have a piece in that 100. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I have a 15 year old at home, and even though. Um, I know that there are a whole lot of things that he's done and said that are acting out because of mm-hmm. his experience and his pain. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of things that he's doing that are totally and completely inappropriate. He has a choice. Mm-hmm. He has a choice. Mm-hmm. He has okay. a choice. But and to say that they yeah. bear absolutely zero okay. percent of the blame is to say that a 15, 16, 17 year old has no idea what they're doing. And that's not true. I, I totally don't. I, I disagree. Okay. And okay. I, I, I like it's, say okay, I'm trying to think that they that their decision making process is probably very, very, very distorted because there's a whole lot that hasn't fully developed yet. Okay, and that's okay. what I was going to say. Yeah. We're going to bring the, we're going to bring the science because I like the science. Okay. The mental. Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot that hasn't fully developed yet. This right. fear of experiences, okay, uh, hasn't really gotten to the point where they really know enough to handle a whole lot of adult situations. Mm-hmm. But I know plenty of 13 and 14 and 15 year olds who know enough to say, this situation that I feel like I'm about to get pulled into is is way more adult than what I should be involved in. So not, okay. at the, okay. not at the moment. I, I would say okay. at the moment. Now, in the heat of the moment, I, I get all that too. Can I just what say, I'm saying is, okay. I'm, we, won't get, I'm we, we, we cannot yeah. overlook the fact that <laughs> you know some right from wrong. Some. I'm okay. not gonna say you know it all. Okay, I got you. Because we keep right. trying to convince our 15 and 16 and 17 year olds that they don't know it all, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Okay. If my son takes my car when he's 15 or my son goes and tries to hold up a convenience store. I would say yes, he knows right from wrong. There is not another party that is trying to influence him. But when you put a young girl and a grown man, it's not only on the young child anymore. I think a, an adult ha- plays some role into and other and so other adults. So I get you on half of it, but I don't think that in this situation, when pedophiles are preying on young girls. I put the blame on on them because they're. I mean, he's literally brainwashing. That's I don't think it's the same that's thing that's as going out and robbing a liquor store, oh, no, taking my car, or something like the, that. The yeah. adult in the situation yeah. has the responsibility yeah, yeah. to mm-hmm. put the brakes on all yeah. of it. Yeah, right. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. Because like the conversation that I was having just a little while ago about, you know, there is a crime called statutory rape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and there is. A, and help me out here, Doc. <laughs> there is a state of mind right. called pedophilia. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. And the state of mind called pedophilia is a person who's attracted to a child because they're a child. 
right? Mm-hmm. Okay, now stop. Doctor. <laughs> Doctor, we need to understand what, what's going on here. Okay. Especially so with this kid. So let's go back first to the statements earlier about children's abilities or teenagers, because we'll be specific and say mm-hmm. teenagers or preteens' ability to really rationalize and kind of know um, what's going on in a situation or what's to come in a situation. Mm-hmm. So there is some truth that there is some degree of right and wrong that they do know by the time they get, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old. But their ability to really process through the an, an entire situation is where it all falls apart. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, the science and psychology of it is mm-hmm. that their frontal lobe is developing. This is the mm-hmm. piece that lets all of us be very rational, that right. we can look at a situation even in the heat of the moment. Mm-hmm. And we can even get started going down the road with that situation. But there's something that always says when we say, well, something told me. That's something that told you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was your frontal lobe. That was that part of your brain mm-hmm. saying, Mm-mm-mm, there's danger here. Something's there's something right going on. Like, you really shouldn't do this. Well, what happens with teenagers is that this piece isn't doesn't even get fully developed till you're 25. Mm-hmm. So you got to think about that piece. Even though they look very developed. Mm-hmm. By the time they hit puberty, body-wise, mm-hmm. all of that shoots off and it starts growing. But their brain is far, far behind. Mm-hmm. And that's the piece. So yes, you might have the body to match, you know, being that older woman, being that older, you know, girl and sort of looking the part, but your mind has not caught up with that. Your brain has not caught up with that. Mm-hmm. So you still have this underdeveloped brain that is, you know, having spurts here and there because it's starting to grow. It's starting to develop that piece. And so that's where you get that. You think you know everything, but then all of a sudden in the middle of stuff, it falls apart and you're right. like, I didn't even think that was going to turn out that way. <laughs> you did because you didn't have the right. ability to think it through until the end. The and okay. so it's easy for adults to manipulate kids if you really think about it. Mm-hmm. Teenagers in particular. If mm-hmm. you know what things excite them, and that's the other piece, mm-hmm. is what yeah. this back of their That's brain is in, through puberty is highly active which mm-hmm. is why you get that impulsivity which is why you get that irrational decision making that need mm-hmm. for excitement mm-hmm. because that part of their brain is if you look at any brain scans of teenagers it's very it's extremely active mm-hmm. okay. and it doesn't calm down until really once you get towards like 20 21 years old so your brain has sort of a need for that adrenaline and has a need for that level of excitement and those mm-hmm. kinds of things when you're in those teenage years. So again, if you just pay attention to teenagers and particularly teenage girls for a good 30 minutes <laughs> in the cafeteria, wherever, you can figure out what drives them and what things you yeah. know they're attracted to and what they want. And then it's just a matter of really luring them in. It's just a matter mm-hmm. of giving them those things that they want. Mm-hmm. And even though in the middle of that, they might think, oh, I don't think this is maybe the best thing for me or I want. But again, if you continue that pattern of manipulation, which is what you were talking about, mm-hmm. then it is. There's a grooming, you know, and those kinds of things that take place. The other thing that I want to speak to is the idea that if any of those girls had any sorts of traumas that they brought with them into these situations Mm -hmm. that played a large role Mm -hmm. in them not being and even now like when you Mm -hmm. see some of them and they still don't want to leave and people like well they're grown now they should be able to leave they should 
when you are traumatized over and over and over again, mm-hmm. it shifts and changes your brain. Yes. And so you don't even think and respond to things the same way mm-hmm. other people who haven't been traumatized will respond. Right. So, and so you might be and they might be in a state whereas for them early on survival was to just freeze. To mm-hmm. just stay, to just be. Mm-hmm. Some of us, when we see dangerous situations, our brains kick in and say, get the hell out of here, run. Mm-hmm. Right? Sometimes, for some of us, our brains say fight. And we will fight and scratch mm-hmm. and claw until, you know, it, whatever it is, is over. For some people, safety is in just being still. Mm-hmm. Safety mm-hmm. is in not fighting that situation. Mm-hmm. Their brain says safety is to just stay put. And conform. Right. And conform to whatever it is because right. that's what's going to keep you alive. Mm-hmm. That's what's right. going to keep you safe is conformity, not fighting, mm-hmm. not fleeing. And you don't know what he, what those girls are being told. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Right. That's a piece that you don't know. That's mm-hmm. true. So we can't say why they won't leave or that they you know, bear responsibility in it. When someone preys upon you, there's no, you bear no responsibility in that matter. I don't care mm-hmm. if you are 14, 15, mm-hmm. 16, 18, some even 18 year old. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, you think about it just like with being raped, like you, you it's no control. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's a good point. Cause even a lot of times with rape victims, some people will say, well, why didn't you run? Or they'll say, I couldn't. couldn't. Like, I, I, I wanted to yeah. in my mind somewhere, yeah. but I just couldn't. And again, right. because their brain said safety for you is mm-hmm. just to, to, stay. to stay and to right. be still and not mm-hmm. to fight and not to run. Mm-hmm. And for a rape victim, that's a hard thing mm-hmm. to come to grips with mm-hmm. as to why didn't I, you know, try to fight? Why didn't I do any of these things? Right. Nope. I know this is not on our agenda, That's but it okay. reminded me of the little girl, Jamie Kloss, who was the just one found. Just yes. found. And yes, and I thought mm-hmm. that was so interesting because mm-hmm. unlike so many who aren't able to do that, I mean, she mm-hmm. was held for three months. That was a good amount of time for him right. to brainwash, mm-hmm. but something told her to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Which right. I, she you know, kept fighting. She kept result. looking for exactly. her moment mm-hmm. to where mm-hmm. she could yep. get out and right. where she and could she, get away. And right. she did. Right. So then we, we were saying, you know, you never know what background, because I guess if you already were a child with low self esteem right. right you know maybe exactly. not but she must have yeah i just thought that was so amazing right. that she said i am out right and right. she just yeah. kept yeah. waiting for her moment and, and she got out or if you've been molested mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. if you've been at some point or you know beaten or abused mm-hmm. in some manner mm-hmm. you know with mm-hmm. that trauma mm-hmm. so this is just like something else especially when someone is giving you things up front mm-hmm. you know and you know, you may not, you may come from a family who don't have anything. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that whole shiny um, object syndrome is real on so many different levels, mm-hmm. you know, for lots of people, especially yeah. black folk in general. Mm-hmm. Um, anything shiny and new, we, 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 we there for it. We there for it. We there for it. We are there for the whole thing, right? I like it. That's and so flashy, true. You yeah. know, and, and for those girls, you know, giving things where they didn't have... If you, you know, I, I would just look at, you know, from the research department, Dr. Tanya, the <laughs> research department, to look at those girls' background mm-hmm. and, and see what type of background they came from. Mm-hmm. Um, and some, I know that, I don't know if it's two-parent households or not, but sometimes people don't have mm-hmm. it when you don't have, you know, being given 
you know, money, especially at teens. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows, everybody, mm-hmm. all the teenagers. Mm-hmm. And if our parents didn't give us what we wanted to have, mm-hmm. when we wanted to have it, right. let somebody come along right. and say, well, here's $20, sweetheart. Right. But here's $15, sweetheart. Or even attention. Yeah, or attention. Attention. Just be attention. Just the feeling of being wanted. Even just seen at the moment. I think a lot of, like, the girls who tend to seek those type of things is because they're lacking in another area mm-hmm. or dad is not there or the parents right. went through something so mm-hmm. it could yeah. just be that as well and right. a good manipulator is not going to be evil to a girl in the mm-hmm. beginning right. 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 the entire time yeah. and right. once you have you know messed with their mm-hmm. entire mind then you go in and start being mm-hmm. you know mean or because it's the cycle of abuse yes. right. it's mm-hmm. a cycle of abuse and abuse has a cycle mm-hmm. it's a clear seven step cycle Mm-hmm. So. And no, and for me, the reason why I'm so passionate and unfriending people on Facebook <laughs> is because my my mom. Yeah, I was unfriending people. I'm like, and, and another thing, I don't want to be your friend anymore. <laughs> and afterwards, I was like, I probably shouldn't have done that. But I'm like, you know what? I'm free. <laughs> so, um, but my mom um, was in an abusive situation for over 20 years, and mm-hmm. and I think for me that is what makes me more passionate about it because I know what it looks like. And I was raised in that type of environment. And even now, you know, we always think back, well, why didn't she leave? Mm-hmm. You know, here's the front door, she could leave. Mm-hmm. However, she never felt that she could leave, right? And so we had the psychologist on there saying, on average, it takes a woman seven to 10 tries to leave yeah, an abuser, exactly. period. Don't don't worry, don't want, if you've never been inside that situation mm-hmm. and you yeah, don't know no what idea. it feels like to be afraid in your own home or afraid of a person, mm-hmm. you don't know what it feels like. And having everyone tell the same story about how he secluded them from their families, mm-hmm. cut their families off. Well, that's the first okay. thing, that's right? That's the first step. Right. That's a step of that cycle. Right, right, exactly. exactly. You because on me. Yeah. You depend, your family doesn't it's care you. about you. They don't yeah. love you. Yeah. The one girl, I think he even changed, uh, I think it was his wife. She, she He changed her phone number, and she didn't even know mm-hmm. somehow yeah. the family wow. was trying to contact Problem. her, and her mm-hmm. number had been changed. Mm-hmm. But it was that, and everybody had the same story. Once... She got married to him. We didn't see her anymore. We didn't hear from her anymore. He cut them off. He wouldn't let them talk to each other. He wouldn't let them speak to people on the outside. He wouldn't let people, if he made them look forward, and when pe- this is what they saying, but to mm-hmm. me, if you got 50 people sitting down, or 30, or 20, and they all telling the same story, something is, a, something is around there that happened that way, you know? And so... Having these conversations and saying, this is what happened, this is what it looks like, this is what you should be aware of, like beware, this is what they do. They taunt you with things, they say they're gonna make you famous, they give you things that you think you're not getting at home, they give you attention that you weren't getting. Now that's that's for somebody who is like R. Kelly, mm-hmm. but what about your uncle? Mm-hmm. Or, your aunt. or right. what about the preacher, the right. deacon, the 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 laywoman of the church? What mm-hmm. about those people? So, like, how do you, what language do you use around that for children? Right, like, and that's something big because you know, again, in our community, they, you know, in, in the church, honey. Oh my God, in the church, 
so much abuse, not only in mm-hmm. black churches, but the Catholic church, right? Right. Now the nuns then came out for, you know, I, I mean, I always thought so. Um, I went to Catholic school, some of them nuns, honey, they was about butchers the day is long. Um, <laughs> and that's my truth. And, but, you know, now the nuns have come out to, you know, being accused of molesting kids. And so who who has conversation about that? Like, right. it's more, I think this is so much deeper than R. Kelly, mm-hmm. um, especially yes. in our community. Mm-hmm. Um, what about, what about your uncle? What about your your cousin what about mm-hmm. your brother what about yourself like what about those people mm-hmm. what you, you, you been reading my notes again no. <laughs> I, I number four is I, just, I can't see you are <laughs> reading my notes so number that's four that, that's is that, that's that that's that energetic <laughs> we are on the same wavelength honey listen so my number four question was what is the signal all the people who were defending it what is the signal that we're sending to our young women mm-hmm. about what's acceptable and what's not right because what happens now when the uncle, the cousin, the person in the church, the coach, mm-hmm. remember those yeah. girls with the um, the gymnasts mm-hmm. who were being right. Right. Uh, abused mm-hmm. by the, the trainer or yeah. whatever. But even in college um, at Penn State with mm-hmm. the football coach. Oh, yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right, exactly. And so now that was another thing for me was like, okay, we can't be as a community and especially as women – we can't be out here saying, well, maybe he, because now the girls see that. The young girls, we got, we, we, okay, the young girls don't be on Facebook, right? They don't, they be on Instagram and Snapchat or whatever. Okay, I get that. I'm a little old. However, the young girls are hearing us defending that stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, right? they saw at the concert that he had in yes. Chicago where grown women were. Grown women like were. saying, we're saying, uh, yeah. we're saying you know, um, oh, take me. that meat. Right, right. Take, oh, you know. so I'm you just here for the music. Right. right, I'm just right. here right. for the music. Right. 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 Now they don't know what to do because we say it's okay because R. Kelly did it. So let's talk about that. So I think that there are two messages that are really loud. I think there's a whole bunch of different messages that are coming at us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. To be honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From a whole bunch of different perspectives and different right. directions. But two that, that are really clear to me. Mm-hmm. One, um, I think that the Me Too movement is real prominent and I think that one message that I, that they're getting um, is I should speak my truth. Okay. Okay. Um, and for black people we ought to call it hashtag finally me too. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, now, you know the Me Too movement was we'll started by a sister. It was. The one that was on right. there. I can't yeah. think of her she name. Absolutely. She was in the documentary. She started it. Right. right. That's a whole other conversation. But. Look, even in trauma, they going to steal that from her. Right, right. Even in trauma. Push it all the way. It happened to me, too. It happened to me, too. I was molested by the white man. Wait, that's a different podcast. That's why it had to be part two. That's going to be part two. So I think that they are getting it that I should speak my truth. Yeah. Okay. That's mm-hmm. the one positive. Mm-hmm. But the other flip side of that is, I really think that they're also getting that what's going to happen 
after I speak mm-hmm. my truth mm-hmm. is totally and completely unpredictable yeah. and it's anybody's guess. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because, like you're saying, you have people defending him. People talking about how wrong they are. Then mm-hmm. other people are putting all of the blame on the parents. Then there are people that are saying, well, no, everybody should go to jail. Him mm-hmm. and anybody right. who's ever associated <laughs> with him. Right. Him in the inner circle. You know, all of this, all of these different, you know, mm-hmm. perspectives and all these different conversations about who did what and who's to blame and how much of the blame and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that the message they're getting from all of that mm-hmm. is that the rest of us are just a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Also, how about the fact that if nothing happens to them, the young girls are gonna say, "Watch out." Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, if nothing right. happens, is there any safety like, in telling your truth? Yeah, right. like all those really people matter. told, and nothing was done. And, and, Everybody knew. And how do you speak your truth? Mm-hmm. Because they don't even know what their truth is, or or who to trust to speak their truth to. You know, and and so we can say so for grown for grown people. The women who are coming out with the whole Me Too movement, um, you know, again, like we said earlier, there's, you know, there's there's power in the collective, mm-hmm. right? But there's no power in the collective for children. Who who's collecting these children's stories mm-hmm. and and speaking out for them, or these young girls who were molested and and you know who's speaking out? Who's speaking out for them? Right. No one's speaking out for them. Mm-hmm. Anyone? Well, I think that piece has to, it has to start at home, really. Mm -hmm. Because there are, like, I did a a short Facebook Live just on the trauma side of all of this. And there was someone that came on and said that she really wasn't able to kind of fully speak her truth about um, being molested by a family member Mm -hmm. until she was in her 30s. Because Mm -hmm. earlier, when she was younger, she told her mother... Um, and her mother didn't believe her. Mm. So I think that, again, like, that there have been many, many times mm-hmm. in our uh, community where we have, as women, as young girls, we have tried to speak our truth mm-hmm. to our parents, to our mothers. Right. And, you know, for various reasons, either it's, oh, that couldn't have happened, or I don't believe this, or... You know, even with, you know, mothers who have boyfriends and things like that. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you're trying to steal my man. You're trying, you know. Yeah. You get some, You've heard some all really that. outlandish mm-hmm. kinds yeah. of responses. Right. And so I think yeah. that as mm-hmm. the black women who are in, you know, these young girls' lives, we have to always, because it starts with us, we have to make sure that mm-hmm. when and if they do find the opportunity to speak their truth, then we've got to be present enough to hear it mm-hmm. and then open enough to really take in what it is that they're saying to us. Mm-hmm. And then we got to have enough courage to be able to do something with it. Do something about um, it. Because mm-hmm. otherwise they are going to feel like they're in that space. Like, well, why should I? Why? Because nothing's going to happen. Or why should I? Because this might turn back on me. Mm-hmm. Because again, everybody might say, I was fast. I was this. I wanted this. I, right. you know, all of that kind of outlandish stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think it starts with us of, of creating that safe space for them to be able to. And I think it did start with the Me Too piece where at least they could see black women who were actually expressing that you know these things did happen to me mm-hmm. and I wasn't okay with these things because then it's sending a message that okay this is not normal this is not something that should be happening where again I think in some of these situations 
you grow up thinking that this is normal. You grow up thinking that this is okay. Because nobody has ever said that it's not. Anybody else? Everybody's deep in thought. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm deep in thought because I'm listening to some of the things that are, um, you know, being said. And I'm thinking about, um, I'm thinking about my niece, right? Okay. Who's 14 years old and I'm thinking, okay, so she's, you know, seeing the Me Too movement and she's seeing all the conversation that's being had on Facebook and she's hearing what the people around her have to say about it. Okay. But I'm thinking, but in order to make this practical and teachable, mm-hmm. what really has to happen is that maybe I need to sit down with her and say, yes. I did you watch it? it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How much of it did you see? Yes. How did you feel about what you saw? Mm-hmm. What did it make you think about? Mm-hmm. Is there any of uh, uh, your experiences or experiences of people that you know that made you think about that particular mm-hmm. TV show? Yeah. Um, because what that conversation does is opens the floor and makes a way for her to feel comfortable so that if there is any anything and her own personal experience mm-hmm. that's even remotely similar to that. Mm-hmm. Right. Talk to me. That you can talk to right. me. Right. Yeah, you did. Right. You, that, created, you space. created that safe space right. that I was talk speaking of. Exactly. Tell mm-hmm. Auntie about that. Right. right. And because I, I think it's also and easier doing it to tell Auntie about that. Than than just around and exactly. tell your mom. Right. And doing it more than once. Right. So just because you do that the first time, and if she says, because what you might get at 14 is you might get the, oh, no, no, I don't know, nothing like that. That's fine. If that's what you get, you're like, okay, well, just let her know that the door is always open. Right. And then come back around to it again, because sometimes you would be surprised. That initial reaction is going to be, no, that's crazy. I never. But they'll think about it. But they'll think about it, because you gave her something to think about. Mm-hmm. And you get again. You open the door, and you address and so it. You come back around directly again, address right. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But and then the other thing is, is I understand watching the documentary and you know having conversation around that. But oftentimes our kids, um, they attach and they connect with real life stories. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, like we don't want to talk about being molested ourselves. Right. Like right. we don't want right. to talk about right. and have a conversation and say, mm-hmm. you know, I know what I'm talking about because this happened to me. Mm-hmm. We don't want to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, for the young girls that you talk to in your families, um, and if you have permission from them, like if you're having those conversations, then I think they will um, connect to you more. If if you have a story. Mm-hmm. If you have a story, mm-hmm. then to share your story from your perspective, and then they'll be more at to be like, oh, because, uh, uh, because of this, that's R. Kelly, and that's TV stuff. Right. And it was, you know, that thing was cut up in 50 million pieces <laughs> and put together right. to, to, to give it the, you know, TV drama, right? Mm-hmm. But you can't have TV drama when it comes from you. When you sit down with your daughter, your daughters or your nieces and your cousins and, and say, I was molested, right? Mm-hmm. This happened to me, mm-hmm. right? You know, by a family member. Like, right. you can't say right. that uncle so-and-so molested me. Mm-hmm. You know, right. that's not TV. Mm-hmm. But then they can say, oh, well, he did that to me too. Right. Because... 
Because it's real. Mm-hmm. It becomes real for them. Right. It becomes real. So being transparent and mm-hmm. having the conversation and, and just putting it out there. Right. And I think sharing our truth. Again, yeah. Because yeah. like yeah. tell, tell, you can't say speak your truth. truth. You're saying, right. And, 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 and I'm not speaking mine. Right. I'm not telling my truth. Right. But then we took ours away. And right. we're like, oh no, you know, I can't. That's mm-hmm. not something that I can do, but I want you to be able to do that. And I want me. you to open up to me. Yeah. yeah. Right. So and, that's and kids can pick up on the fake, phony foolery really quickly. Mm-hmm. Really quickly. And know that you're not coming from an authentic space. Mm-hmm. So. And I think that breaks that generational trauma mm-hmm. that we have going on um, as a black community. Because, mm-hmm. again, it gets passed down and passed down and passed down in so many different ways and mm-hmm. so many different directions. Um, and it does. It starts If we actually start to have that genuine conversation, then it starts to break that cycle. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what happened to me won't happen to my niece. Mm-hmm. What happened to my niece won't happen to her daughter and so forth down the line. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think at some point we also have to find our voice in this and be able to speak our truth. Okay. And not leave boys out the equation. Oh, absolutely mm-hmm. not. You know, we, we're, we're having not. this conversation about little girls. Yeah. And it was a part of R. Kelly's story that you said you heard, Dr. Tanya, about it was more of a boy. Yes. That, no, it was a boy that was born in. Really? In his oh, that he has relationships with men. Um, yeah. Oh, and it was one him. girl that he kind of did a makeover to make her to make her like, like a boy. Like a boy. boy. That's yeah, right. Boy. Yeah, very yeah. Short. She was dressed. Well, look at look at Aaliyah. Yes. Yes. Look at Aaliyah. How mm-hmm. she was, you yeah. know. So again, edgy. You know, it goes back mm-hmm. to yeah. that generational kind of thing where okay. things were, you know, passed down. And again, we hurt people, hurt other people. So right. and most often, the same way that you were hurt, you tend you to then person. right inflict mm-hmm. that upon somebody else. So. Okay. So this is good conversation. So now the last question is, what's what do we do about it? What's what's the what's our next steps, right? Because we we all have people that we can affect in our in our homes, in our families, in our communities. What's the next? Well, obviously one of the steps is we talking about it. We put it on live. And we gonna put it on. <laughs> right. We go to sexy sisters talk about it. What what else? Like what what else can we do? Well, I think that first thing is what, you know, we just said, which Mm -hmm. is create that safe space. If each one of us agrees to, you know, for some young lady in our lives, create that, or young man Mm -hmm. in our lives, Mm -hmm. create that safe space and start having the conversation with them. So it's great that we're having the conversation with each other, which Mm -hmm. we should, Mm -hmm. but then extend that conversation out to them. Okay. Um, So if there is someone you're like, and just, again, ask, did you see it? What have you just, what you said was perfect. Um, because it's it is the thing now that is opening the door, um, and so then you can ask them what. And that's one of the things we don't do enough with kids is ask them what they think. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, we want to tell them what we think. Right. Well, if you you know, I, I know a lot of adults who are having these conversations, but they're like, well, I sat down with my daughter and I said, if anything ever happens, this would you. But you never really ask, has anything ever happened? Right. You never really said, what do you think about this? If you just open it up and let them speak, you might find out a whole lot more than, you know, what you bargained for. Mm -hmm. So it's not really telling them. Like, we think everything is instructing them to do something or not to do something. Mm -hmm. But it's like, wait, it's that opening it up and just asking them, Mm -hmm. you know, what are your thoughts about this? How do you feel about this? Mm -hmm. Have you ever experienced this? You know, any of those things. And then just 
shutting up and giving them an opportunity mm-hmm. to speak. That's what practice we're starting to take from white folks, because that's what white folks, white yep. parents do with their kids. Mm-hmm. And when I was younger, I mean, my dad didn't ask me what I thought. Oh, no. You know, they parents didn't, didn't care they about didn't your opinion. Oh, you speak when you spoke to your dad. But that's something. Be seen and yeah, heard. Yeah, not heard. Yeah, but that's something white that people do. White people ask their children all the types time. of questions yes. and express. Yes. And, you know, mm-hmm. I remember when my son was younger and one of, oh, I had one white girlfriend. And, you know, she would allowed her little daughter to say anything, you know, always getting her to talk and share her opinion. I remember right. thinking, that's ridiculous. Right. <laughs> I wasn't raised like she that. Like, our opinion, right? Yeah. right. Allow my son she was to so say, yeah. You're right. But, you know, now when my son's old now, now he's 20, I'm thinking there is some value in asking students yeah. to, sh- I mean students, I'm a teacher, right. asking <laughs> children to share, you know, share their opinion, you know, yeah. and, but it was hard for me because, yeah, my dad. Yeah, we weren't raised that way. No, we you weren't raised that way. You were saying it. I did not. Absolutely. I, what? I don't care. I did not ask. <laughs> yeah, so, yes, I, I do. Yeah. You know, or, or my mom would say, who paid you the thought? Who put you right? <laughs> right. Yeah. You know. That's so true. That's good. You, well, you couldn't think. You couldn't think. And the other thing I wanted to say about creating a safe space, um, not being afraid to share um, our stories because even though we want to have these conversations with other young people, but healing can't take place when you're hiding something. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're hiding, it won't heal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you're not willing to open up and, and, and tell what happened to you and not to the children, but to someone mm-hmm. and to get it out mm-hmm. and to release it, then you can't help anyone else mm-hmm. because it's, that's it's another you, right and that's mm-hmm. another hurt person trying to heal mm-hmm. and but you bring your trauma with you to the table that you're having with these young people right. and if you're not willing to say you know this happened to me and you don't I mean sometimes people want to go back and drag the people through the mud and all that kind of stuff and that's not what I'm saying to do if that's not your thing um but just just being able to say this happened to me mm-hmm. like this happened to me to somebody so you can release mm-hmm. and then you heal and in the process of you healing then you can help heal someone else and then it becomes a domino effect mm-hmm. of healing okay. that takes place in the community but as long as we hide mm-hmm. and act as if shit didn't happen to right. us mm-hmm. and in our houses and in our churches and in schools and things like that, mm-hmm. then it, it, it's no, we just have an idle conversation. It's weird. Mm-hmm. We're, just, we're just talking um, for no reason. It's right. just idle chatter, mm-hmm. period. I think you brought up something that's really important, and which is you, you, you mentioned talking about what happened, but not necessarily the who and right. the going after them, right? Mm-hmm. right? So it's important. Because I'm still sitting here thinking about this conversation that you had, right? It's important for them to understand that it's really two different things. It's two phases, I guess you could say. One is, just need you to talk about what happened. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I need you mm-hmm. to talk about the, the, the thing that happened, mm-hmm. right. really. We're not even mm-hmm. talking about the person mm-hmm. right now. But just mm-hmm. get yeah. all of that out first. Right. We'll deal with what mm-hmm. we're going to do about it. Mm-hmm. That's the next step. step. Mm-hmm. Like yes. that's another thing, right. because you need to deal with the stuff first, mm-hmm. and then even because this is the thing, even the victim has to come to a place where 
they decide that either they want to go after them or you need somebody to help you mm -hmm. to kind of lead you. I'm right. gonna go after them for right. you. Cause chances are they're still afraid of that person, mm -hmm. especially right. if there was some right. Of Could course, right. Or even sometimes not, they may not want to go after the after person. person. Right, right. I was about to say and, sometimes, and, depending on when it happened and what happened, mm -hmm. you may not even be able to go after that person. Right, right. And That's so true. sometimes you can't find peace, or people feel like they can't find peace because or healing because. I can no longer go after that person. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's not so much about going after that person, person. as it mm -hmm. is doing your own inner healing around yeah. that thing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't have a whole lot to do, you know, with that other person. And and for the conversations that, you know, you may encounter um, after this conversation, listening to us or, you know, for us who may talk to family members, you know, <laughs> let them lead. Even as children, mm -hmm. let them lead. If they say don't go after the person, don't take it upon yourself and go after the person. And if they say let's go after the person, don't take it upon yourself and say, well, we're not going to go out after them now, right? Mm -hmm. But let them lead. Mm -hmm. Don't don't you get on the bandwagon. I'm on that. And they're like, don't do it because then that purpose traumatizes them. Mm -hmm. It further, it further traumatizes them, even though we think we're doing something right. Mm -hmm. We're doing something right in our minds, but to them, honey, you didn't re-traumatize them. You didn't <laughs> hurt them all over again. Mm -hmm. And now, and now, and not only that, right, but not right. only that, now mm -hmm. they have to live with all of the extra that you or we could inflict upon them mm -hmm. with us trying to, you know, be on the bandwagon well, I'm gonna get them. Mm -hmm. You know, we get on mm -hmm. and then we gonna call we gonna, gonna call we're gonna call Uncle Johnny with a gun and <laughs> right. and uh, grandpa, you know now and now and, everybody they, after, and then, mm -hmm. then you're just like, whoa. And now they regret that they yes, told that you because now it turns into this big whole thing. Yes. Right? Right. right. Just be a listening ear. Good stuff, ladies. Good stuff. And now we could we could go all night, but it's 9.15. I mean, we've been talking for 45 minutes. And now 45 minutes. So thank you. Thank you so much. Do you think we accomplished some good stuff here? Much love, be blessed, and stay grown and sexy, sister.